I was doing more the um, original orchestra score oh, for the movie. Bit Cataway, I was thinking it'd be the cartoon. Oh, yeah. Sorry, we're on different planes right now. Welcome to the Poltercast. It's been a long time. It has, but like every good ghost, we appear. You least expect. Halloween. You might expect us. <laughs> you might expect a ghost. Also, like Halloween means that uh, this podcast kind of a year old. Yeah. When did we uh, start? September last year. I mean, we're actually back on the only scheduled time for ghosts in the <laughs> yeah. year. Yes. Uh, ghosts do um, take, like Father Christmas, they take a period of the year off um, from June to uh, August. Where they go on their hula uh, days. Uh, <laughs> wow. Hula days. Uh, but yeah, this is when ghosts wake up. Everything, everything, literally everything outside right now is absolutely terrifying. Um... I actually have this kind of Halloween joke that I do every year, which is if I see a pumpkin, I like full pelt scream. <laughs> like I jump back going like, ah! um, sorry for the microphone just now. So yeah. Happy day. Um, been all right. I went saw, uh, Suspiria at the London Film Festival. Was it good? Yes. <laughs> uh, it's about witches that's not a twist or a spoiler they're very frank about that very quickly um, with the original about witches yes so I've still not seen that either so. the original even has a kind of a I really like the original it's very visually and audibly interesting uh, and in the soundtrack you they actually have someone going witches <laughs> my theme song yeah it's pretty good um yeah it was great tilda had a ball <laughs> um do you speak to her uh, yeah <laughs> through the movie um it's a good dance movie and, and along with the other dance movies like step up and step up to step up to the streets this is step up to 1970s berlin oh. <laughs> and uh yeah it i will say that i wouldn't recommend it for people who want to see a fun witch film it's much more no like... No hocus pocus. No. It's it's actually quite like bone-crunchingly horrific and gruesome. That sounds quite good. <laughs> it's very, very... I'm up for that. It's very gory, but in ways that I have not seen gore done before. Yeah. That's all I'll say. Is it... So it's not like stupid gory. Do you know what I mean? Like there's like... Some things are gory, but I don't necessarily enjoy it because... It just seems like they couldn't think of anything else to do. Yeah, no, it's um, it's very inventive. Mm. There's a few things where I'm like, oh, we shouldn't seen that, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's good. I think it's good. When's out normally? I'm not sure. I have read some reviews of it since seeing it, and they have been quite polarizing, which usually is a sign of a film I like. <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe people who like the original don't. It's gone in a very it goes in a very different mm. direction. Like it's all kind of brown and muted and cold and weird. Whereas the original's very like It's quite colourful, isn't it? Pink and green mm. and everything's like really over the top and uh like I said, I love the original. But I was happy that they weren't just trying to recreate it. Was anyone from the original actually involved? Well Well <laughs> Next question. No, uh, <laughs> Uh, I think uh, Argento, the original director, um, is he alive? Either way, spooky. Yeah. I think he did do some writing. Might not for have stopped it. him. No. <laughs> uh, but the um, the lead actress from the original, Jessica Harper, mm. also the star of two of my other favorite films, Shock Treatment and Phantom of the Paradise, part of the trilogy I like to call <laughs> Harper's Bazaar. Uh, <laughs> uh, she's in it. Which isn't a spoiler, but like she um she does have a small role, and I was quite pleased to see her. That's nice. And when her name came up in the credits, that gave her a little cheer. Um, she's actually quite funny. Like she's one of those people who was in like a bunch of cult movies, and was really popular with a certain demographic. But uh, now, if you look her up, she has a YouTube comedy show called The Crabby Cook. <laughs> wow. She cooks recipes and. Axel Krabby, <laughs> um, but I love her. Queen. How have you been? 
Yeah, I, I saw. I watched all of the haunting on Hill Hill House. Yeah, it was that. I can't remember that's the whole title. Um, the haunting I, of Mill House. The haunting of Mill House. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, I know some people have got quite angry because um, it's a pretty big departure from the book and the the first film that came out. But I can't say anything on that because I've not seen those <laughs> um, yet. But I mean, I think as its own thing, it's pretty good. I mean, it's not like revolutionary or anything, like, but it's a solid supernatural ghost thing, and it, it like genuinely caught me by surprise at times. I'm mm. like, I didn't want to spoil it for anyone else, but like there were genuinely things I wasn't expecting, and then I think if you go back and rewatch it, there's stuff that you'd not you'd notice having seen the whole thing mm. before. I think like people some people have said like you don't notice all the ghosts when you first watch it who are actually there from the beginning and then if you've seen the whole thing and then look back you kind of see yeah stuff I in the background saw a tweet that had screenshots and i only really looked at the ones from the first episode but even in stuff we saw there's yeah. just like oh there's apparently there's like tons of ghosts there you just, just didn't, like stood around yeah you just didn't even notice i have talked since we started this podcast about my favorite ghost thing ghost watch and the, one of the things I think it does, which I think is one of the spookier choices you can make in a film, is uh, the main characters are always reacting to things the audience doesn't see. Mm. But whenever the audience sees something, no one reacts to yeah. it. So you're constantly like trying to tell, like, did you see that, everyone? Yeah. Like, watch out! Or whatever. Um, and whenever I show it to people, I always like scroll through and show all the things they missed. Um... But this is our Halloween special, <laughs> uh, and we just we thought it would be weird to let Halloween pass by without coming back and and chilling you to your very core with facts about <laughs> Halloween history, scaring you with learning. Yes, we're here to educate, inform, entertain, and ectoplasm all over your face. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we have prepared little. Uh, <laughs> Fact throwing exercises. Mine's more of a life plan. <laughs> well, not a life plan, it's a life advice, life hacks. Mm. If you're alone, it, it's for finding your special someone. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly. Like a ghost Tinder. Yeah. I'm going to come up with a great name yeah. for that by the end of the episode Spectre. Um, what other life? Hello. Hello, Hades. Plenty of phantoms. There you go. Wow. Not our game today. Well, before we get to that, we I'm gonna take the reins a little bit and tell you all the stuff you already know about the origins of Halloween, with hopefully a few little things sprinkled in. First of all. What's, what's your personal Halloween experiences? Um, even though I'm a great lover of Halloween and its spooky accoutrements, mm -hmm. I haven't actually celebrated it massively during my life, just because of, like, I live, we've always lived in, most of the time in a flat, mm. and it's, so it's quite awkward for, like, trick-or-treating and things. So if I ever wanted to, I'd have to go with someone else who lives in, like, a regular street and basically hijack their trick-or-treating so i've been, been like a few times um i had a halloween birthday party for my i think it was my eighth um you've seen pictures of it yeah, yeah. with the iconic <laughs> witches going around and my mum did a really good job she's yeah. she's very good at like party planning when is your birthday children. 28 okay yeah so this sunday coming oh, cool um and uh these two twins i invited both came as ghosts but one of them wanted to make clear she was a lady ghost, so she put lipstick over the mouth hole. <laughs> um, and we had a ghost pinata. Mm -hmm. um, and then I got no sweets, though, because everyone else got their first. Oh. <laughs> it was sad. Halloween birthday. Um, my, my first school actually always did a Halloween-like party. I don't know what it was. Like, I can barely remember. But um, like everyone would show up as, like, a witch. Mm. And this is from when my sister went, and my, one year she got 
annoyed at my mum. He made her a really nice black cat costume. You make a doggy cat. Well, because everyone else... Because, like, you know how kids want to be like everyone else? Yeah. So, like, the standard back then was... Because they didn't have these nice costumes that kids get now from, like, mm. shops. Everyone else was in, like, black bags <laughs> <laughs> to be a witch. My sister wanted it was, like... <laughs> she, she didn't want to be a nice black cat. It was, like, almost pro costume made by mum. Mm. She wanted to be the bin bag witch. <laughs> <laughs> like all her friends. Don't we all want to be bin, bin bag witches? <laughs> uh, I'm... I only went trick-or-treating once with someone called Maverick, who ended up kidnapping me one day. But um, On Halloween, or was that a separate event? A separate occurrence? event. He, like, told me... We were, like, ten. <laughs> so were... he was also ten, and he kidnapped yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. That was a weird time in my life. <laughs> he, he basically said that, oh, I always walk off to this town miles away on my own. And I was like, okay... And so I followed him, and we just, like, we almost got lost. I'm, I'm very dramatic. <laughs> I remember, I, I kind of regret it, I just remember sitting with him in a Clark's shoe shop when we finally wow. got to where we were supposed to be going, and I just turned to him and said, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but until wow. that moment when I destroyed our friendship, we were actually quite good friends, and I went trick-or-treating with him once. But when we were a little bit too old, and um, here's my first fact, over half of UK people of UK people say that they turn their lights off specifically on Halloween so they don't get trick-or-treaters. Wow. And I think in general the UK has a difficult relationship mm. with... I think it's like half people who really love it and then the other half are like, it's too Americanized. This isn't our holiday. And it's like, right, it kind of did start here. And that is what we're going to talk <laughs> about. Uh, yeah. It's kind of weird. Halloween is definitely considered an American thing these days. That we, it's like very commercial, blah blah blah. Um, but as you'll find out, um, Halloween. Well, from my, there's a big murder outside. Um, we're trying to record a ghost podcast. Okay. Uh, yes. Some can some claim or say or state or whatever that Halloween is a more Irish holiday than St. Patrick's Day is. It comes from yeah. proper Irish traditions. And a bunch of other things all mashed together. So, well. Mm-hmm. Um, my main topic is uh, trick-or-treating, and like specifically that aspect. So that's where we're kind of focused on. Mm. But uh, trick-or-treating was... Um, only about 100 years old, really. Yeah. Uh, in that modern sense, with that word. The first earliest reference to trick-or-treating was in 19... Uh, written down was in 1927. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the Alberta, Canada Herald, um, where it says, Halloween provided an opportunity for real stren- <laughs> strenuous fun. <laughs> No real damage was done except to the temper of some who had to hunt for wagon wheels, gates, wagons, barrels, etc., much of which decorated the front street. The youthful tormentors were at back door and front demanding edible plunder by the word trick-or-treat, to which the inmates gladly responded and sent the robbers away rejoicing. Wow. Was that all about wagon wheels? I don't know. I think they were literally, like, just... uh, dumping trash on their lawn. It's like the tip day. Yeah, but in 1927, trash was wagon wheels. I don't think Mm. it means the sweet. Mm. The little biscuit. Um, Throughout the 1940s, (laughs) trick-or-treater started to get into full swing due to many children's books and TV shows featuring it. However, it did take a break during the war due to sugar rationing. But when it all came back after the war, uh, candy companies first started actually creating specific candy for the mm. day and candy corn was kind of born. Oh yeah, that um, stripey stuff. That stripey stuff. I don't know if it's soft or hard. We don't have it here. No, I think it. I think it's hard. <laughs> yeah, which disturbs me. I think this apparently isn't very pleasant. Like, I, think... I think some people really like it in a way that like, because it's Halloween yeah. and it's like... You wouldn't have it otherwise. Um, I have no idea. I don't have good experiences with American candy. I'm very sorry, listeners. Um, it's garbage. It's pretty bad. Some of it's nice. I like Swedish fish. <laughs> None of it sounds very appealing. I like um those 
chewy caramel things. Um, chewy caramels? No, they're like little... Oh, they've got a catchy name, I can't remember what it is. Um, they're like little, just round chewy caramel, like chocolate covered caramel things that I just gonna eat a whole box of. Well, listeners, if you know, if you know what, what, if you know what thing, <laughs> thing, thing I'm talking about. Uh, right, so um, the custom had been firmly established in American pop culture by the 1950s. Uh, in 1951, uh, the trick-or-treating was depicted in the Peanuts comic strip and in 1952 Disney produced a cartoon called Trick or Treat featuring Donald Duck and his nephews Huey, Dewey and Louie. I don't know why I needed to say that in my research. Um, (laughs) But that's when like if Disney's done it it's now part of the culture. Um, The original idea was that uh, if you were not given a treat you were to trick them with egging the house or uh egging car windows or papering someone's house um which i think in the passing like how was fun but i think nowadays people would be really annoyed yeah i think like i mean depending what you get the egg on that's pretty yeah and the paper's pain in the ass to get off um, waste. yeah so i think so uh nowadays uh tricking is done almost entirely less uh and at its worst point um it led to a lot of vandalism in America and lots of plans lots of towns banned trick-or-treating isn't there like mischief night as well or something? yes in America there's actually lots of regional differences and uh, in some places you're expected to dance or tell jokes for your treat I don't think so uh, I, I listened to um, actually speaking of candy corn there's a good episode of maybe I'm not right I've heard one of the McElroys talking about where they grew up they had to tell jokes <laughs> And they'd tell the same joke in every house, and then if it didn't really land, they'd change the joke. <laughs> and it was kind of like, that's an interesting way of, like, you know, workshopping the yeah. comedy act. Um, and in many places, trick-or-treating is, like, an organised event on a very separate night to Halloween, too. Like, yeah. usually because of school holidays or mm. whatever. However, the origins of the day and of trick-or-treating go back far longer than this. Uh, October 31st is known as, and I'm going to pronounce this wrong, Samhain? I think that is how you say it. Okay. People think it's Samhain, it's like, no. It's, <laughs> it's Celtic, isn't it? Samhain, I think. Uh, it means summer's end. Um, interestingly, Samhain phobia is the fear of Halloween. Um, don't we all have a fear of Halloween? <laughs> isn't that's that that's the, the whole point. That's the point. Um... The Celts, who lived 2,000 years ago in the area that is now Ireland, the United Kingdom and Northern France, believed that as we moved from one year to the next, the dead and the living would overlap and demons would roam the earth again. People would gather to light bonfires and pay homage to the deceased, and it's uh, believed trick-or-treating evolved from a ritual where people dressed as ghosts and demons in order to trick the returning spirits into believing they were one and the same. The uh, and that would be to sort of trick the spirits, and the treat aspect comes from the huge celebrations and feasts they would have. Um, some say that people would go door to door reciting verses and receiving baskets of fruits and nuts in exchange. Where if you got that nowadays, nowadays it's Cadbury fruit and nuts, <laughs> yes, a Yorkie. Um, uh, you'd get egged if you gave away it's fruit as nature's candy. Irish mythology, um. Uh, was originally a spoken tradition, and we're going to talk a little bit about how Irish tradition was infected, infected, <laughs> <laughs> affected uh, the sort of origins of Halloween. Um, so the so Samhain in um, Irish, in Irish mythology with these four big uh, seasonal festivals of the year, and this was sort of the fall autumn one, um, but it was known as the festival of the dead. Um, Another word? Sidhi? Said? Is it S-I-D-H-E? Yeah. I think it, you say it like C? C. I'm not entirely sure. Don't email in. Or oh, oh, she, because she. Like, like Banshee. Yeah, yeah. she. Okay. She. Uh, the fairy mounds, yeah. or portals to the other world, were always open on Samhain. Um, in tales, uh, it tells, sorry, there's this tale about the High King of Ireland who hosts a great a gathering at Tara for each Samhain. Each year, the fire-breathing alien, Alan, <laughs> Alan, Alan, Alan emerged from uh, his she 
um, who was a fire-breathing sort of bloke. bloke. Um, and he'd burn the place down, um, and uh, he sort of put everyone to sleep with lulling music. It's all very complicated. Um, and one Samhain, the young uh, Fionn MacCumhill, I'm just going to say these <laughs> words, um, was able to sleep, oh, able to stay awake past his sleeping spell and um, uh, killed him with a magical spear. <laughs> you can tell this is the part of my research I kind of just copy-pasted. Um, and... Uh, there's also stories about sort of three female werewolves that emerge from uh, caves, and uh, I just copy-pasted this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what I'm saying is that there was always these sort of big epic stories about sort of demons and yeah. pushing back against the kind of the evil of the world, and uh, a lot of people would dress up as these characters and sort of perform these stories. Um, some tales from uh, this kind of era talk about sacrifices at this time of year. Um, e- uh, the in the Le Borg, blah 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 blah, blah the Book of Invasions. Um, each Samhain, the people of uh, Nemed had to give two thirds of their children, their corn, and their milk to the monstrous Fomorians. So, Fomorians either. Give three children or two thirds of each child. <laughs> I mean, I've always wondered this. I think the idea is that um, it's just weird. Like, why would this be beneficial to you? No, what they want? What they want with their kids? Two thirds of each child. Just. We'll keep the head. <laughs> um, I might as well take. Like, we'll just keep the change. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I've already chopped them up. <sighs> Um, that's quite a lot of children. The, these, uh, the Fomurians, uh, were representatives of, uh, the destructive powers of nature, personifications of chaos, darkness, death, blight, and drought. Um, the tribute paid by the, uh, by these people was to represent the sacrifice offered at the beginning of the winter when the powers of darkness and blight are in the ascendant. Uh, other traditions say of a, uh, first just the firstborn child would be sacrificed. Also, killing of children. Um, and they say that uh, King Tiger Mass, which sounds amazing, yeah. um, that three-fourths of his people uh, were sacrificed in worship of um, a stone idol, Krom Kra. Uh, one Halloween, one Samhain. That's quite a lot of people. A lot of people. Um... Actually, that's any four of them. Interestingly, when I was researching this, and I know it sounds like a little bit like I've never read it before, but I have read it once. <laughs> when I was researching this, uh, Justin was telling me that all their rumours about who's going to be killed in the Hollyoaks October event, <laughs> and he said that every ha- every Halloween someone dies on Hollyoaks. So it's interesting that like the parallels, the traditions have been kept up. Halloween, Hollyoaks. Mm. Um, Speaking of sacrifices, druids, I don't know how true this is, were said to throw baskets with cats in, <laughs> into fire, um, as part of a divination, uh, as part of a divine sacrifice. Um, and interestingly, some animal shelters nowadays actually ban the adoption of black cats around Halloween for fear of yeah. their being sacrificed. Um, don't act like you know all my facts. <laughs> you are the queen of Halloween. Hello, queen. <laughs> Um, so even before these kind of, uh, pagan festivals, there were some ancient Roman festivals, which I sort of contribute a little bit. Lots of harvest festivals around the world, but, uh, one in particular, uh, Pomona, um, it even included apple bobbing. Ooh. Uh, Pomona was also known as San Apple Night and Nutcrack Night. So fast forward to when the Catholic Church was stealing everybody's holidays and trying to convert <laughs> them all. Uh, they combined, uh, a, a they combined it with one of their own traditions called souling. Uh, the event was devised so that beggars could go around asking for food, usually uh, barley or oat cakes, um, in exchange for prayers. And the Catholic Church said that these prayers were extra insurance uh, for their spirits in the afterlife. Um, and this day was also known as Soul Cake Day. <laughs> I love the, the prayer thing. Like, I remember um, 
back in the day in medieval times like you could basically like the rich people would give donations to monasteries and in exchange for prayers mm. for the afterlife and it would like literally is meant to reduce their time spent in purgatory when they died yeah so, it's very like point it's like, system yeah it's kind of interesting and evil <laughs> <laughs> no opinions on this podcast are my own apart from all of them yeah soul cake day uh, obviously sort of catholic church sort of came along these sort of pagan festivals became all hallows eve all, all souls day and all saints day um Especially in Europe, those are much bigger events than Halloween still. Yeah. Um, Halloween has definitely captured the UK by storm, but I remember it not being a... I think I was in Paris on Halloween for some reason, and there was just nothing. Feel free to comment if that was completely wrong. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, or I know the, like, yeah, like, All Saints Day is the big, bigger one, I guess. It's probably because a lot of European countries kept Catholicism. Mm. Um, so like France and uh, Spain and that they're stronger there because I went to Catholic school and like I mean they because it was like a country thing like you'd have like Halloween decorations in the cafeteria or something but then on All Saints Day it was I like, had mass and everything all religion all the time yeah um, All Saints Day traditionally had people dressing up as saints and angels and specific characters in the Bible as Saint well. cosplay um, and would often include dressing up as demons as well but not in a celebration way, in a, in a critical way. <laughs> like, unflattering costumes of demons. So, this kind of era, costumes would t- typically be made with animal uh, skins and skulls. Uh, there's, you, there's sort of, you know that Welsh one, which is like the horse skull? Oh, with, with the, the, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of a holdover that's quite from creepy. these things. Um, I just got to use what you have. Yeah. Around what? the house. Well, oh yeah, yeah. Just get us a skull. Yeah. Um, and finally, one of the last sort of big ingredients uh, is believed to be Guy Fawkes Night because Halloween had bonfires and those kind mm. of moved a few days later. Um, and uh, the idea of making an effigy, yeah. a guy, penny for the guy, would be kids would sort of take the costume around and. I don't. I've never ball. seen anyone do that anymore. No. I think like my mum used to do it. Yeah, it's not a, it's not an ancient no. tradition. Um, I my school always did Guy Fawkes Night. We all like every class made a guy. <laughs> do any Americans know what we're talking about? <laughs> it's like Beef Vendetta. Just think about yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> so some other traditions that have died out. I think some of these may touch on you, but please expand and please interrupt. I've got one about Scottish girls. Um, mine are all Scotland based. Okay. But I mean, I won't spoil quite a few. Will I spoil anything if I said the word cabbage? No, mine has kale. Well, I've known. I, I've just seen that looking into cabbage apparently wasn't. <laughs> oh no, I haven't. Got, I haven't got looking into a cabbage. <laughs> um, Scottish girls believe that they could see images of their uh, future husbands if they hung wet sheets up. No, I've not got that one. Um, and they often try to find their boyfriend's face in uh, cabbage. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, Is that where Cabbage Patch Kids come from? <laughs> in, a, in, in early Massachusetts, it was tradition to skip that kind of aspect and just throw cabbages at people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, if you like someone, just throw a cabbage at them. Well, so according to tradi- tradition, if a person wears their clothes inside out and walks backwards up some stairs near a mirror on Halloween, they will see a witch. <laughs> Entirely too involved. Yeah, I like, mean, who, like... who would like did that the first time? <laughs> like, and why? Because they didn't obviously like. Well, they didn't came it. downstairs, realized their clothes were inside out, walked backwards while explaining to someone this was the case. And then a witch was there. And turned around, saw a mirror, and there was a witch. Um, Self burn. Uh, so finally, I'm going to talk about how psychological studies have been done. To see if children behave more evilly at Halloween. <laughs> uh, behavioural psychologists have found that when children are put in costumes of ghoulish characters or like whatever, uh, morally they go completely haywire. <laughs> like, so you know the whole experiment with like, here's a sweet and here's oh, a yeah. sweet. Uh, well, you have to wait. Yeah. To have the so sweet. there's there's been experiments where like 
here's five here's five candy but things uh it's for you and someone else to share uh when they come they're gonna bring more whatever whatever basically found out if kids were wearing halloween costumes they just like eat everything instantly kind of just like destroys their brains um i guess it's kind of like they didn't feel as um what's the word like responsible i suppose like just being on the costume they feel it's not them yeah, so one study in particular found that unsupervised costume children in groups were far more likely to steal candy and money than both non-costume kids and children not in a group. Another similar study found that masked children were significantly more likely to take uh, more Halloween candy than those not. So I, the, I have not trick-or-treated as much. I think a few times we have had trick-or-treaters come to the door, yeah. and it's funny when if you give out, if you, like, hand over the bowl, yeah, they'll just take half yeah. of it. And, like, I kind of feel like that wouldn't happen other times. Like, yeah. Because more often than not, when a trick-or-treater comes to my door, I'm closing the door, just kind of like, jeez, <laughs> look how much that, anyway. Um, I don't think I've cleared up anything. <laughs> I've just said that, so Halloween is, like, a weird mix of everything. Uh, a lot of it came over from Irish immigrants to America, where it's kind of formed into, like, the branded and the words really like settled mm. but you know who knows this uh, this tradition's only been around for like almost 100 years there's only been 100 halloweens so who knows if these are really where it's gonna end mm, i guess i think like um something over here people would like less is like in america it seems it's not just scary like people dress up as anything yeah. As opposed, like it's just like a costume party, as opposed to scary. I'm not a fan stuff. Of that. No, I'm not More... a fan. I feel like the point is being scary, and I don't find like some sitcom characters necessarily. Yeah. Like gonna trick anyone. <laughs> but yeah, you know, laughs are cheap. Gasps are where it's at. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say one small tradition which I found really hard to Google, and I don't know if there's like an official name for it. I. My mum always called it the witch's body. Do you know about this? I think you might have said it before. I think I have, actually. But there's a they do it on The Simpsons in one episode, so it can't be completely unknown, but I don't know what it's called. But um, this game where you turn off the lights and you talk about how a witch was hung, drawn, and quartered, and we have all her body bits. And my mum will, like, hand us, like, peeled grapes and say, like, this is her eyes, and you go, ooh, it's like a feeling game. Mm. But the thing is, my mum was a chef, so she'd always throw in one thing, where she was like, and this is her heart. And you're like, oh, it's kind of like stiff and weird. And then you turn the lights on and do an actual heart. <laughs> uh, and I always wanted to do that. I want to do that to Justin one day, without warning him. <laughs> this is what we're doing now. Not on Halloween. Yeah. Anyway, that's all. Okay, do you want, do you want my... Tell us more. So mine kind of follows on from mm. what you were saying about... Um, like the Celtic traditions. Because <laughs> um, it's like, it's not just Halloween, it's like a three day holiday extravaganza yeah. since the Catholic Church. So you have your Halloween, you have your Hallamas, which is All Saints Day. Is it related to Tiger Mass? Maybe. And then you have um, All Souls Day, which is like basically an extension of All Saints Day, but it's when they don't just think about the saints, they think about like just your general christians who have died (laughs) not just the special ones also apparently it's bad it's bad luck for winter if halamas falls on a wednesday just a little this year halloween is on a wednesday but not all saints day so it's safe that's good we're all all close but anyway i got this from this book i bought like two years ago Mm -hmm. in edinburgh in a random like old bookshop and it was first published in 1902 and it's just called like witchcraft in the highlands and it's got loads of sections and one is about like the celtic calendar and all the sources are from um just like stuff that's been passed by word of mouth from like families in the highlands i suppose um so it turns out people would turn to their friendly spirits at this time of year to help them with their love lives mm-hmm. and they gave a lot of there's a lot of practical tips um, for getting in contact that I have found. So this is Tiff's Yield Love Hacks. <laughs> I'm into it. I need to find love. So uh, everyone out there, listen to these. 
top instructions. Number one, hold your shoe by its tip and throw it over your house. Wow. Yeah. Whatever direction the toe points when it lands is where you'll end up traveling. If the shoe ends up with the sole upwards, then you have bad luck in store. So that's not really love, that's just general future telling. Mm. But most of them are well, love related. What do you mean what direction you'll travel? That just means you're going to go whatever's in that direction soon in your okay. life. I don't know, it wasn't very specific. Okay, next thing. You get a glass of pure water. Got some hair. Mm -hmm. Drop some egg whites in it. I don't have any egg whites. Now, the way the egg white looks will show you how many children you have. But <laughs> it didn't say how. It, tur it turns into I think the it, number. Yeah, I think it just turns into the number. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, maybe you have to sort of get a bit of training in egg scrying. I don't know. Well, those kinds of traditions sound like the happy tell. Well, I need to buy my egg whites uh, baby <laughs> book that explains everything. You need to get egg whites for dummies. Mm -hmm. Okay, number three. Write the names of the potential love interests for your friend on your chimney. You say chin. <laughs> then blindfold them and lead them to the list. Whoever they put their finger on will be their future partner. Oh. So they just literally basically close their eyes and go. <laughs> but it has to be a chimney. Yeah, you have to write it on the chimney. On the roof? It didn't say. I assumed it was like the indoor part of the chimney. Mm. I mean, you could put it on the roof. Maybe it doesn't matter. It just depends where you are. You might just walk off and mm. die. <laughs> and then you'll have no, you'll have no future partner. Mm. Okay, get two nuts <laughs> and put them in the fire. Okay. You have to assign each nut to a person you know who's like in a relationship or they could be, might be some tension in real life, I don't know. And you have to watch the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> if they burn together, the pair will have a happy relationship. If they flare up and leap away from each other, the relationship is doomed. I kind of want to do that. Mm. Sounds fun. Read the nuts. Read the nuts. <laughs> I'm a nut reader. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I offer. Another, something that's quite food themed, I guess, for the time of year. <clears throat> so make some nice mashed potatoes. Or. Buy some. Just get do some. You could, I mean, you could buy some smash. Yeah. But if you want to be very traditional, you can make a dish of milk and meal. But, I mean, I'd rather get the mash. And then you stick a ring in it, get all your friends, and give them a spoon, and just start going wild with potatoes. <laughs> Whoever gets the ring will be married first. I mean, <laughs> does it mean they have to marry the potatoes? Maybe. Rinse off. I mean, you could marry a potato if you wanted. Well, Mr. Potato is married. Yeah, but not mashed potato. No. I mean, is that murder if you mash Mr. Potato Head? <sighs> this is not an ethical quandary <laughs> podcast. I'm sorry. Okay, so next on the food list. Mm -hmm. Take an apple in a room with you, all alone. <laughs> <laughs> Cut it into exactly nine pieces. Also, there has to be a mirror in the room. <laughs> Eat eight of your slices. Not the ninth one. Oh, and you have to have your back to the mirror, but your face looking over your left shoulder while you're doing this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> then throw the ninth slice over the shoulder you're looking over, and your future spouse will appear in the mirror and take the apple slice you just threw on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> that feels like something you can quite easily just through. But let's, let's try it. We have a mirror in here. Just there. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so... Another one. Go into your barn. I know you all, <laughs> know you all have one. I barely have a chimney. Um, I mean, I guess like your garden shed will do. Okay. Anything barn adjacent for these modern mm -hmm. times. And winnow. Oh, you have to be alone. Winnow in the devil's name. Now, if you don't know how to winnow, all you have to do is blow air through your grain to get rid of the chaff. <laughs> So while you're doing that, you're blowing the air through your grain, your future partner will walk through that door. I mean, okay. I think the ones where it's like, oh, they'll get married later is like easier to just accept. But like, who did this and this happened? It's so risky in the Bible. Someone, someone in the highlands. 
Like, what's a bit risky in a barn? What if it's just like a cow walk? <laughs> well, then. <laughs> <laughs> win win. Okay, this one is for the single ladies only. Okay. Get a ball of thread and cross over a wall on your way to your kiln or other outhouse <laughs> variation. It's maybe like your garden shed again. Hold one end of your thread and throw the ball into your shed slash kiln while thinking of your sweetheart and call out, who is there at the end of my little rope? Then gently, gently, pull your end of the thread. A spirit will then tug back and call out the name of your future spouse. Make sure you don't tell anyone you're doing this because one time a woman did and a tailor who knew hid in the bushes and then when she asked the question, he shouted out, I'm the devil, scared her so much, she didn't try to tell the future again. <laughs> all the single ladies, all the single ladies. Now put your thread in your kiln. <laughs> Tugging on my thread in my big stone kiln, and the spirit calls out his name. Devil. <laughs> Devil. Okay, so for those looking out for a husband, plow nine ridges of your land <laughs> and sow some hemp seed in it. Are there any of these I can do? I mean,. You I could if you tried. I need a, I need a kiln, I need land. Oh I no, need... you could do the apple one. <sighs> I need to buy an apple. <laughs> Mashed potatoes, get some smash. Mm. Um, so you plant, you plow your nine ridges in your garden and get some weed. <laughs> I mean hemp seed, sorry. While saying, I sow hemp seed and he who is to be my husband, let him come and harrow it. Look back and your future husband will be right there. I wouldn't want to date someone who, like, appeared out of the cosmos like that. But you've got to be careful. Something bad happened once. However, once a woman, did, a woman did this, instead of seeing her husband there, she saw herself. And she never recovered from the vision. Um, well, it's bad luck to see a doppelganger. Yeah, but, like, why can't she just marry herself? <laughs> mean is that is that kind of incest spoilers isn't that just what happens in the last jedi <laughs> like what like it doesn't count as incest it counts as self-cest <laughs> <laughs> anyway moral morals aside you could probably maybe you couldn't do it no well you may be able to do this one okay so you wear a shirt i'm able to do that dip the sleeve in a well to the south do you know of any wells in a southerly like, direction? You're overestimating my access to wells. So. <laughs> I mean, maybe it could just be like. I mean, modern, could, could it be your gonna... kitchen sink? Because that's technically like a well I mean, these if days. I'm going to do one of these. I'm going to do it right because I want to see my own doppelganger. <laughs> Never recover. Then you take it off mm -hmm. and dry it by the fire in your bedroom. During the night, if you wake up, you'll see your sweetheart come in and turn the shirt. So I guess this is like back when they would have like a thing with a fire mm -hmm. and literally turn it. this is the one that I'd be able to do because I have a shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm guessing you're not killing that one. Okay. Do you have a sieve? I do. Right. Get your sieve. Um. Put an odd number of keys in it. <laughs> yep. Then go to your shed or barn. Okay. And this one's quite confusing actually. Then it said... And there, riddling them well with the one-hand turn, the destined one will put the odd key right. I don't know what any of this means. <laughs> um, I mean... It sounds like one of them will stand out in some way of being... I don't know. I just, I just don't know. Who's the destined one? I mean, destined <laughs> for what? I don't know. But this one's quite fun. So have a mouthful of water. Yeah. Go eavesdrop at your neighbour's window. But you have neighbours. We have noisy neighbours. The first name you hear from eavesdropping mm -hmm. is your future love interest. <laughs> hey, which actually has a mouthful of water. Mm -hmm. Now, if for some reason you can't find water... <laughs> <laughs> this was really written a long time ago, wasn't it? <laughs> you can also do the same thing by biting a chunk out of the last cart that brought you some corn <laughs> and holding that in your mouth instead. So I mean, I guess you could like... Is 
Corn was a lot more accessible than water. And carts. Mm. I mean, I guess that nowadays the equivalent would be like taking a bite out of someone's car that they're grocery shopping in. Also, the, the next name you hear from your neighbour is going to be your love interest. It sounds like just date your neighbours. Hmm. I mean, I guess this is like back when everyone was close communities and like they'd be really gossipy. So. Yeah, everyone was just called John and Mary. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this one's like the nice outing with friends. Okay. You get your friends and you go to a kale farm. <laughs> Probably at night. It didn't say, but I guess because the farmer cannot have given you permission to do this. You have to be doing this illegally. Okay. You can't know you're there. Then each of you pull the first bit of kale you come across and take it home. <laughs> then, by judging its height, straightness, and colour, you can divine what your future spouse will be like. <laughs> Green and wrinkly. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you manage to get a load of soil with your bit of kale, Ooh, it means lucky. they'll be rich. Lucky. And, bonus, if you put the kale under your pillow, you'll have some nice dreams. Hmm. So, I mean, maybe interestingly, you can put some kale under your pillow. Nice what, who do you think spread that rumor? Because I don't think it was kale farmers. No. Someone who hates kale farmers and wants them to suffer. <laughs> okay. Find a haystack <laughs> and pull out a random bit of straw. Yeah. The number of grains on it will be the number in your future family. It's quite an easy one. If you know where hay is. <laughs> I know where hay is. Um, aren't I usually like loads and loads of grains? Mm. These are big families back in the day. Yeah, that's true. Similarly, mm. you can pull three. If you pull out three years of corn from a similar stack, mm-hmm. um, put that under your pillow, along with that nice bit of kale, mm-hmm. and you'll dream of your future husband. I always dream of my future husband. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm having. Qu- I've got quite like a, a rustic salad happening <laughs> underneath my pillow right now. <laughs> I've got my bit of apple. Oh, you can do this one. This one's this one's quite doable. Get three plates. Mm-hmm. Put some clean water on one. Okay. Dirty water on the second one. And just leave the third one empty. Okay. And put them on the floor. Okay. Then blindfold whoever's fortune you're telling. Okay. And tell them to point. Yeah. They point at the clean one. Their future wife or whoever would never have been married. The original text said, we'll be a maid. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to be gender neutral here. Mm-hmm. If they point at the dirty one, it will be a widow or widower. Mm-hmm. And if they point at the empty one, no one will ever love them, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Or at least they won't get married. What a fun day that yeah. was. Oh, this one's quite fun. Get some flesh. <laughs> Nondescript. <laughs> it literally just said flesh. Okay. The source of which doesn't matter, though, for legal reasons. I don't recommend cutting up people. <laughs> I don't recommend. So maybe just get some bacon. Oh, uh, store-bought's fine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can't slaughter people yourself. At night, bury it in your garden or wherever. It didn't say. But bury it. The next morning, if some creature is with your bacon, having a cheeky nibble, then whoever buried it will be married. But if not, forever alone. It doesn't say anything. About civil partnerships, though. No, and it doesn't say anything about uh, maybe people don't want to date the person burying bacon in the garden. Right. Yeah. Last two. Mm-hmm. At night, keep a hold of the bath water you just washed your feet in. <laughs> Side note. Fairies like to come in your house when you do this, so look out for them. Okay. And put a burning peat in this foot water, and in it... You'll see the colour of your sweetheart's hair. <laughs> brown? I mean... What colour's peat? Shades of brown. Yeah. Maybe a bit ginger, I don't know. Wow. Brown again. And finally, some of a hair-related one. <laughs> Go to the top of your house, or your house wall, and get a bit of the top sod. <laughs> or... A bit of a dirty clod above the lintel of your door. Mm-hmm. Now, if your abode doesn't feature any of these, which I don't think many people's will, mm-hmm. maybe just like gunk from the gutters or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, hold it in your teeth and take it into your home and have a cheeky little look. If there's any hair in it, it's this, you guessed it, the same colour as that of your future beloved. 
Wow. They've been hanging on your house. You're going to go up to someone on the street saying, wow, your hair, it feels just like gutter mulch <laughs> or peat bog water. Yeah, I hope everyone finds love this Halloween. Yeah, I mean... I mean, those foolproof tips. We'll all be screaming in more ways than one this <laughs> <Wow>. Halloween. <laughs> um, so another a final aspect of Halloween uh, tradition is candy and we went to um the pound land shop <laughs> to get uh, their spookiest um treats and uh i'll take some photos of them when we when so we can put them online you can see what we have but this was this was the selection where do you want to start um maybe what these gummy body bits okay so i think this is the most exciting thing well, they're, they're quite involved. They've got need to like cut into them. They're called Chewits, uh, spooky body parts, and they are meant to resemble the um, body parts. The, the body parts. What do you want to have? Because there's lots of options. What's this? It's an eye. I kind of. An, I'm intrigued by the eye actually. What is this? Oh, teeth. A toe. Or is it a thumb? Doesn't matter. Looks like my dad's thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is. I'm gonna have an eye and a. What's that? <laughs> a brain. Don't remember brains being blue. I don't remember brains being the same size of a thumb. <laughs> Actually, no. I think you're right. Maybe it is a brain. It's got like the wiggly bits. We're we gonna have one of each. We might have one and never want to have another one. You need to that delicious. What's that? An ear. So. Or a foot. I think that's a thumb. No, because it's not got a nail. I think it's a foot. It's got toes. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is not enjoyable. I'm going to try okay. his teeth first. I'm going to try this eyeball. <laughs> this is a Halloween ASMR. Yeah. I hope you enjoy this. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a photo of you. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of king shame. I just. Not for you. Not for me. Mm. Not. <laughs> I wouldn't rush out and buy them again. I do think the um. They the... do the job. How do we rate these on spooky level? I think visually they're quite good. Yeah, they're what I was drawn to instantly oh. in the shop. Taste level. I think because like gummy things, like these, are the ones that are like they have some of the clear gummy bits, and they have the like. Not misty, but like, <laughs> like there's more, more mallowy. Yeah, and that's like, does anyone really like that bit of a gummy? Because mm. I'm all here for the see-through bits. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I just mm. the thought of putting the toe in the mouth is actually really making me wretch. But <laughs> the uh, the rest is fine. Um, shall we go on to? So this is also kind of body themed. These are um. Hollow milk chocolate treats is what they're called, but they're shaped like eyeballs. I.e. round. <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, actually not what eyeballs are shaped like. Well, they, they're actually more like the Harry Bear ones, aren't they? They kind of. What they, they don't have a round bit on the back. No, I thought they. I thought they were more like. More like kind of like Yeah. I don't know much about eyes. Mm. That'll be our next podcast. The eye cast. <laughs> uh, sorry about the noise. I mean, I think I'm expecting base level. Just a, tro- a chocolate treat. Oh! Is it like an eyeball underneath? No. Oh. This is clearly meant to be something else. <laughs> Although those could be veins. I think it's like a beach ball. Just yeah, it, it, it's just a regular chocolate ball that they repackaged. Yeah. 
have an eyeball foil. Mm-hmm. Standard cheap chocolate. Still better than American chocolate. <laughs> yeah, America. Hmm. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to put a podcast. Um, they're okay. I do like the idea of giving, like, giving kids spooky candy. Mm. Like, it, it, that appeals to me. I think it's quite sweet in a funny way. Yeah, more than just like, I don't know. And like, kids like gross stuff. Oh. They are gross. And then, finally, on our trip down Horror Lane, <laughs> we have um, Casper Mallows. Branded with the um, adorable dead child himself, Casper the Friendly Ghost. And they, they are... Like, they are actually ghosts. Yeah, they, they are marshmallow designed. Oh, they've got little mouths on. They've got little faces too. Hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. That's what I'm going to try. It's a pretty good mallow. Mmm. I have had worse mallows. <laughs> this is the only one I'm going back for another one, actually. They're kind of refreshing compared to the chocolate. I could eat quite a few marshmallows. Mm. However, well, I will say, it's harder to give these away as treats. Yeah, hygiene. Actually, I was wondering why these were in individually wrapped, mm. but now I get it. Yeah. You can't really give someone just like... A loose a handful. Maybe <laughs> it. Gross. So, hmm. Do we count the Twin Peaks as a? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I bought my. I bought us. Um, if you if you like your horror more intellectually stimulating. Um, and you, confusing. Yes. If you if you. Bought... I would say his mallows smell a bit strange. Gonna go make me sniff another one. Oh! <laughs> so it's like an aftersell of fart. <laughs> <laughs> how can a marshmallow smell so different to how it tastes? Oh! <laughs> That's the true horror! <laughs> that is so horrible! Like, it doesn't. <laughs> I think these mallows have moved up to 10 on the spooky scale <laughs> for the mysterious smell. They literally smell of farts. That smells horrible. But they taste I mean, I'd still eat them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that picky. Okay, ingredients. On the front it says vanilla flavoured. Mm, doubtful. Yeah. Just um, marshmallow flavour. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I can't see farts on the ingredients. <laughs> Maybe it's like stuff they put in the packaging for preservative. <laughs> Why did I smell the bag? Don't smell the fart bag. <laughs> Stop sniffing it. I mean, Casper is a bit of a living fart, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> That's what ghosts are. Yeah, the, fart, the fart mallows are repeating on me. Well, there you have it. That's our ghost podcast. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everybody. Um, Don't eat marshmallows at the smell of... Well, eat marshmallows at smell of farts if you want. They were the best ones. Mm. I would actually recommend the Casper um, Poundland Mallows. I think. Hmm. Just don't sniff them. Don't sniff the mallows. <laughs> I would say that for... for if you're going to have trick-or-treaters, my recommendation would probably be the um, body parts thing. Because I think that's just like a talking point. They'll find mm. it funny. Yeah. But the marshmallows are good if you're having a Halloween party. Yeah. I think just like if you're trick or treat, you've got trick-or-treaters, kids have gross stuff on their hands. You don't want them touching with the ones that aren't eaten. <laughs> I don't care more worry about you. Sorry, I've got chocolate a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you want to send us your ghost stories, your hometown hauntings, your local mysteries, send them to the podcast at gmail.com. Or if you have any local Halloween stuff, mm-hmm. traditions. Please do. They're peculiar to your area. We're Halloween all year round. Kind of. Um, and we are the podcast at 
gmail i've already said that and at twitter oh, i mean at twitter god i'm i'm so great well, we are at gmail as well yeah i know but i've already said that oh we'd also like to thank graham waller for our theme song we didn't say who we are <laughs> i'm hamish Steele. <laughs> <laughs> i'm tiffany baxter welcome to the podcast <laughs> and goodbye <laughs> <laughs> um and rest in peace rest in peace